Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Let's go to the book of Hebrews chapter 4. We want to uh, look at this... uh, Subject tonight, assigning the power of God. Assigning the power of God. And, um, you know, there are, of course, different ideas of the power of God, but we want to look at the Word of God tonight. The, uh, The Lord said to Brother Hagin, And, you know, there are things, there are revelations that God speaks to people, even people that that have gone to heaven. And here's the the thing. If if the church doesn't pick those up and keep running with them, the power that was intended to be released in them is lost. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. some, somebody said something to, to me and my wife. They, they read my book, Every Day is a Faith Day. And they made the statement. They said, uh, they said uh, uh, when you watch Christian television, you don't see people preaching faith like this anymore. Well, it's, it's, it's because the Lord, the Lord told me, He said, that's the assignment on your life. Now, in the local church, I preach on faith. Everything has the spirit of faith, but I can't just preach on faith every service. I've got to preach on a number of different things. But the Lord told my wife and I, every time you preach away from your local church, your assignment is faith. And so that's what you preach on is faith. Amen. Hallelujah. When the Lord Lord, uh, brought the revelation of faith to us, and and He brought it to us through Brother Caps, Charles Caps. And uh, 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 not just the revelation of our words. The first, the first uh, series that I heard by him was Faith, Law, the New Covenant. And uh, it was such a powerful series, changed my life. But the point is, something happened. That seed of the spirit of faith was planted on the inside of us. Amen. Amen. And the Lord told me a number of years ago, now I'm, I'm going around about way to get you here. The Lord told me a number of years ago, he said, you preach the word of faith in the pure manner that you learned it. And he said, you stay with your fathers and you'll always stay safe. Amen. So, so here's my point. If those revelations can be lost, if somebody's not picking them up and carrying them to, we could say, this generation or the next generation or however you want to say it. And what I have found so many times is that ministers are afraid to minister things like that because uh, they don't want anybody to think that they don't have anything original. Well, here, let me help you. Nobody in here has ever had an original thought. If, if, if you've ever preached a message, it wasn't original. Somebody's preached it before you, and somebody will preach it after you, and they may or may not give you credit. But so I say that because the Lord said to Brother Hagin, He said, There is enough power, talking about in the earth today and talking about the power of God. He said, There's enough power to clear out every sick room in every hospital. 
But he said it must be accessed. It has to be accessed. And he went on to tell him, when I was on the earth, I was the power of God in the earth. When Jesus was on the earth, He was the power of God in the earth. If you wanted a miracle in the ministry of Jesus, you had to get to Jesus. Because it wasn't everywhere. The power of God was not everywhere. Yet within that circumference of Jesus, amen, there's times that it says that that they came to Him in multitudes and He cast out the devils with His word and healed all their sick with His Word. But they still had to be within earshot. They still had to hear the Word. There were other times that it says that they came in multitudes, and as many as touched Him were healed. But notice, they still had to touch Him. They still had to be there. Why? He was the power of God in the earth. He was the power of God in the earth. But yet, after the day of Pentecost... When the power of God came, amen, there's a key there, and, and we'll get into that in a moment. But after, after the day of Pentecost, and the power of God came, <coughs> excuse me, you see the Bible saying, uh, saying that by the hands of the apostles were miracles and signs and wonders wrought. And in Acts, I believe it's Acts chapter 5, it says that there was so much power in the local church that people brought all the sick that there was in different cities and set them by on the street that if maybe just Peter passing by him, that anointing emanating off of him would heal him. But now, 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 now wait a minute. But now here's Peter that's operating in that same kind of power, yet Jesus is not in the earth. And Peter wasn't the only one operating in that power. It says, and they all went everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word with signs following. Amen. Hallelujah. So he said that power has to be accessed. It has to be accessed. The power of God in a given situation can be channeled, it can be directed. All right, you can channel it, you can direct it, you can can assign it. All right? The power of God goes where we direct it to go. All right? If in this room, just in this room, you know, above the ceiling, there's all kinds of electrical lines, there's power lines running. And it's safe, It's, it's in a safe, contained form. Amen. You're here tonight and you're not one bit concerned about the, the voltage that's flowing over your head, around you, under you, because it's contained, it's channeled, it's directed. Amen. But if you take the channel away from that power and you, you make it where it's uncontained and it has no direction, it's ineffective. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm the one that directs where the power goes. And in Hebrews chapter 4, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1, it says, Therefore let us fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into His rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto unto us was the gospel preached, as well as unto them, the children of Israel. What was the gospel that was preached to them? The promised land, the freedom that was in the promised land. 
But the word preached did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith in them that heard it. That phrase in the Greek is that they were not united by faith to the promise. Amen. The Word of God is the power of God. The, Paul said this, he said, The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Uh, 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 the New Testament says that all things are upheld by the Word of His power. The Word of His power. So in the Word is His power. It didn't say the power of His Word, it said the Word of His power. Meaning the Word contains the power. And so the word, the gospel, did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith when they heard it. Amen. That in order for the power to flow, the switch of faith has to be turned on. So they heard the word and they never mixed it with faith. They never flipped the switch. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm flipping the switch. Tell them, say, I'm assigning the power. Hallelujah. Amen. Every time we mix faith with the power, it works. Every time we mix faith with the power, it works. Amen. To move into the... To, to, because the Holy Ghost is everywhere, power is everywhere. Amen. When you were filled with the Holy Ghost, you were not just filled with the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues. You were filled with power. Amen. Remember what Jesus said in Acts chapter 1? He said, and you shall be endued with power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. There's a key there. To, to move into the power God has for us, we have to be where we were told to be. We, we, we've got to be where God told us to be, doing what God told us to do. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see that? God has wired the earth with power, so there's never a time we're without the power. There's never a time we're without the power. When you get up in the morning, you have the power. And, and I have to assign it. When I go to work, I have the power. And I have to assign it. Because the earth is wired with the power. Amen. Why? The Holy Spirit's in the earth. And the Holy Spirit is the conduit of the power. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Look at Luke chapter 5 and verse 17. <laughs> Luke chapter 5 and verse 17. Notice what Jesus, this account that we have here. In uh, this account, it says that Jesus was in the house and that there were many religious leaders, scribes and Pharisees that were come from the towns round about. And it makes this statement. It says, and the power of God was present to heal them. They came out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. So notice, the power of the Lord was present. And it was present to do a specific purpose, a specific thing, to heal them. So the power wasn't just there to be there, it was there to heal them. It was present to heal them. Amen. Right now, the power of God is present tonight for you to assign it to whatever you need 
and for it to produce in your life whatever you need. I've just got to assign the power of God. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Glory to God. Do you see that? It's, 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 it's up to me to assign it. It's up to me to direct the way it's going to go. Now, it's, this is an oversimplification, but yet it's still the truth. One of the main ways that I direct or I channel the power of God is through my words. But here's the thing. The purpose of confession is to channel the power of God into a specific direction of your life. Somehow people believe that confession is intended that if I just say it enough, I'll get it. Confession is designed to channel the power of God into your situation. You're channeling specific scriptures into that circumstance that carry the power of God that you need to correct, to remove, to obliterate, to change your circumstance. Glory to God. Amen. When you're declaring over your finances, I'm out of debt and my needs are met, you're channeling something. You are assigning the power of God. When you go through the Scriptures and you're declaring, by His stripes, I am healed. Jesus took sickness and disease away from me. My bread and water are blessed. Sickness and disease is taken from my midst. You're channeling something called the power of God to heal you and keep you healed into your life. Hallelujah. Amen. Do, do you see that? Thank you, Lord. When, when you get up every day and you say, Father, I thank you. I thank you that my mind's alert. My body, my body is well. My spirit's alive. You're channeling the power of God. I'm not just saying something positive, believing that what I'm saying will make it happen. What makes it happen is the power contained in the words that I'm speaking. What makes words powerful? You have the power to speak them. Amen. And when I speak those words, they come from a power source on the inside of me. Whoo, glory. Amen. And that's why Jesus said that you had so much power in your words that whatever you said that you believed would happen. <sighs> My Lord, that's shouting ground. I, I tell, in about five minutes, I'm going to run. I'm telling you, hallelujah. Glory to God, glory to God. You say, why not now? I'm warming the track up. I'm stretching my hammies. Amen. I'm ready to go. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. And, and the power of God begins to work. Amen. But notice what Jesus said. So when you say and you believe and you don't doubt in your heart, you'll have whatever you say. Amen. Yes. Now, now, now why? Doubt short-circuits the power. That's, what, that's why, right? That's why things like, if it be your will. Well, Lord, you know, whatever you want, if you want me to be blessed, that short-circuits the power. And so that person has basically a spiritual nuclear reactor on the inside of them that's not working. It's there. Amen. 
So he said the power of God was present to heal them. It was there for a specific reason. Amen. Now, let's look at Luke 5. Luke chapter 5. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Ha, ha, ha. My Lord. Like the man said, it wouldn't take much to have a West Texas brush arbor spell. Running, jumping, shouting, doing all of it at once. Amen. Why? Because the power of God is available. And you're going to sign it tonight. Amen. Luke chapter 5, verse 19. Notice. And this, this is the same account, but notice this. When they could not find by what way they might bring him in because of the multitude, they went on the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch. And when he saw their faith, Jesus, he said unto them, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the, the Pharisee said, Who is this that speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? And Jesus, when he perceived their thoughts, said, Why do you reason in your heart? Rather, it's easier to say, Son, your sins be forgiven you. Arise, take up your bed and walk. But so that you may know the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He saith unto the sick of the palsy, Rise, take up your bed and walk. Is that right? Oh, go to your house. And what's it saying? Immediately. Immediately. He got up and went to his house glorifying God. Amen. He got up and went. He rose up and took whereon he lay and departed to his house glorifying God. Now notice, here's something to see. The Bible says that those scribes and Pharisees that came from Jerusalem and Judea and all around the, 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 the cities, from every city round about, it says they were there and the power of God was there to heal them. So they were, they, they, they were people that knew the Word. They were people that knew, knew the Scripture, but they were sick. And the power of God was there to heal them. And so this one man, born, born by four, came. And I, you know, they searched for a way to get him in. So they couldn't find a way to get him in because the house was packed all around the door. So that means, you know, if they had windows or whatever, they looked to find a way to get in there and they couldn't, couldn't get in the door. But they didn't give up. You know the story. They went on top, tore a hole in Jesus' house roof. They tore a hole in the house of Jesus. Amen. And let Him down. And what did it say? When He saw their faith. When He saw their faith. Their faith opened up the channel for this man's healing. When he saw their faith, they directed the way that the power of God would flow. The power was there to heal, and nobody was getting healed. The power was there to heal, and nobody was getting healed. Until somebody opened up the roof and gave the faith, the power of God, a channel to operate. Hallelujah. You've got to strike the power of God. You've got, to, you've got to give the power of God a direction in your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know if you've ever been in a birthday party where they have a pinata. <laughs> 
Now, 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 I don't know how many of you, you know what that is, but probably most of you. And they, they hang, hang a piñata over, the, over, over the, 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 the rafter or through a hook or something. And then they blindfold a kid and give him a big stick. You know a man invented that game. Blindfolded kid with a stick. Right? Well, here's the thing. You know, they start swinging that stick at the piñata. There's goodies in the piñata. Candy, toys, fun stuff that they want. Amen. And when somebody strikes that piñata just right and breaks it open, all the goodness starts flowing. Amen. And you know when all the candy and all the goodness starts flowing, all those kids benefit. But one person broke it open. One person broke it open. That means you can strike the power of God and change your family. You can strike the power of God and change your life. Everybody benefits when you channel the power of God directly. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. (laughs) The power of God is present everywhere. But it's not manifestation everywhere. Hallelujah. See, it's, it's present everywhere. But it's not in manifestation everywhere. Hallelujah. The power of God is in every church where the Word is being ministered Because the gospel is being preached and the power is there. But every church is not giving it a channel. Every church is not giving it a direction. Some people shut it down. They don't even believe that it exists anymore. They don't believe that it functions as you desire anymore. Jesus never prayed if it was God's will to heal anybody. And He was the power of God in the earth. He never prayed if it was God's will to prosper anybody. He said, as you have believed, according to your faith, be it unto you. So every time He asked that question, and they said, Lord, I believe. And He said, there, be it done unto you. What was He doing? Giving them the power and making them whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Say out loud, I'm going to assign the power. The power of God is present everywhere, but it's not in manifestation everywhere. Hallelujah. And see, and, 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 and that, that, that becomes the problem. Too many days, too many days without power will wreck your life. Too many days without power will wreck your life. Amen. I need the power of God every day. I need the power of God flowing every day. Amen. You need the power of God flowing every day. Amen. The power of God's present in every sick room. But people must either not know that it's present or they don't give it action. Must not know it's present, or they do not give it action. Well, well, remember, the Bible says that the power of the Lord was present. So the power was present, 
but nobody but one man gave it action. We have no record of anybody else being healed in that meeting. And they all heard the word. We're going to read it in just a minute because it says Jesus preached the word to them. Amen? So every time the word is preached, the power is present. So then it behooves me to reach out and take it. Channel it the direction that it needs to go in my life. Amen. Do, do you see that? So when, some, when somebody's ministering on a, on, a, on a message, on a promise of God, or, or just ministering the Word of God, you reach out and grab that and channel it where it needs to go in your life. And what are you doing? You're striking the power of God. A lot of times people think we just shout because it feels good. When you shout, you rip open the top for the power of God to flow. Amen. And it directs something into your life. When you lift your hands and you say, Father, thank you, I receive in Jesus' name. You've just channeled the power of God into your circumstance and into your situation. When something makes you shout, it's not just because it was exciting. It's because the power of God started flowing. And what you're shouting about is the power of God's channeled into your circumstance now. And it's going to change in Jesus' name. Glory. Glory to God. Amen. Well, I feel like I'm shouting by faith. You are. You're flipping the switch on. Amy, you're flipping the switch on. Amen. Listen, listen. Don't ever sit around in the dark when power's available. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't want to come in this room in the dark and somebody just get me comfortable with explaining to me how to function in the dark. Turn the light on, man. Turn the light on. I want the power to flow. Power makes life easier. It's a lot easier to get around in your house with the lights on than it is with the lights off. Because no matter how well you know your house, you're going to bump your toe, wreck your knee, bump your head, run into something. But when you turn the lights on, you see every obstacle, you see every situation, but you also see the pathway clear and plain, and you know how to get from where you are to where you're going. Power makes life easier. Glory to God. Woo! So the power's present now. Ha ha ha. The power's present in your car. It was present tonight coming here. It's going to be present going home. The power's present in your house. The power's present in your bedroom. The power's present in your living room, in your bathroom, in your kitchen, in your dining room. Every time somebody sits down in your house, they're sitting down in the presence of the power of God. And what's likely to happen is change will occur in their life. Because the power of God's there. And you're assigning that power. Father, I assign the power of God that when my unsaved children, my unsaved ch- uh, family comes to my house, the power of God will affect them. Hallelujah. The Bible says the power of God can be in such manifestation in a church that a sinner can walk in the church and fall down on his face and say, surely God is in this place just by experiencing the power of God. Because it's channeled. Whoo! You know, we hear stories of, about those that have, have went before us that are part of the great cloud of witnesses. And it's not that they had more power. They were more skilled at channeling it. They were more skilled at directing it. 
Because if they had more power, then God lied. Because He's a respecter of persons. And if God's a respecter of persons, let's all do this. Let's close our Bibles and run down here to the bar and eat, drink, and be merry. Because it's a lie. Everything we believe is a lie. If God's a respecter of persons, everything that we believe is a lie. God is not a respecter of persons. The same power, the Bible says, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in us. Amen. I, I can choose to get up every day and channel it. Amen. Now, now, we hear stories like this, but hear me. One, one person asked Wigglesworth when he was in his 80s, close to 80s, and they said, uh, 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 Brother Wigglesworth, they said, uh, 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 how do you feel in the morning? He said, I never ask Wigglesworth how he feels. I tell him how he feels. I tell him how he feels. Well, what, what's he saying? I channel the power of God. I don't ask me how I feel. I channel the power of God, and I tell me how I feel. Amen. Amen. There's a story. He, he was riding in a train from one city to another in England. And he got on the train and was in, in, the, in the berth there where he was. And, and he was just sitting there and, and uh, you know, uh, uh, just being quiet. And, and the, another passenger got on that was sharing the berth with him and sat down. And, and, uh, and they, were, they were traveling down the tracks. And they were about five minutes into the trip. And the man got on his knees before Wigglesworth and said, My God, man, you convict me of sin. And he never said anything to him. Never said anything to him. What was that? The power of God. The power of God. Amen. We, we, we talk about stories. How Finney would go into towns and shut the bars down. And revival would come. Amen. They, they didn't want him coming to the East Coast. Because there's such revival and such power in his ministry. But he went anyway and shut the bars down. Whole towns would get saved. And people say, oh, wasn't that great? He was such an evangelist. He channeled the power of God. He would go to God and pray this way. Father, now you don't think we're not going to have revival here, do you? Because I'm coming to you with your word. And you said when the gospel was preached, the power of God would be in manifestation. Before he ever got to the town, he had channeled the power of God to change people's lives. Hallelujah. People say what we need to see is more signs and wonders. You get more power, you get more signs and wonders. Amen. When you start channeling the power that direction, you get them. Yeah. Because they've never left the earth. Amen. I said they've never left the earth. Amen. Am I helping you tonight? Yes, so it's present, whether people know it's present or not. Hallelujah. Or they don't give it action. You know, we talk about an act of faith. What are you doing when you, when you move in an act of faith? You're channeling the power of God. You're directing the power of God. Brother Hagin used to tell people, he'd pray for them, they had a malady or something physically wrong in, in their body, uh, mobility or something. He would say, now, uh, uh, sister, bend over and do what you couldn't do before. And you know, that, that, that person would, would attempt to bend over. And, and Brother Hagin would say, now do it again. And he'd say, the more you do it, the more you can do it. The more you do it, the more you can do it. Amen. Because with every act of faith, you're channeling the power of God. 
With every act of faith, you're channeling the power of God. Amen. Amen. When you go to bed at night and you say, in the morning, I'm going to wake up well. What have you done? Channeled the power of God to operate on you while you're asleep. Amen. And when you get up in the morning, ever how you feel, regardless of how you feel, you channel the power of God. I'm healed. I'm well. I'm whole in the name of Jesus. It's not just a a, a positive confession. You are opening a door for the power of God to flow. Woo, glory. Glory Amen. Do you see that? Look at at Luke 5. Look at Luke 5, verse uh, 25. We were just there. Luke 5, 25 and 26. And immediately he rose up before them, took their on where he lay, departed into his house, glorifying God. And they were all amazed, and they glorified God and were filled with fear, saying, We've seen strange things today. <laughs> Notice something. They glorified God, but they weren't healed. Do you see that? You can say God's good all you want. you got to channel the power of God. You can say God can. God will. God's able. Woo, isn't God good? But at some point, I've got to channel the power of God. If you want the power of God, you've got to turn it on. I said, you've got to turn it on. Too, too many times in our churches, people wait. Listen, listen. You, you, you watch Brother David tonight when he hit that note and he said, you know what I'm talking about. Amen. Well, you don't wait till he says, Wah, to say, Hallelujah, glory to God. Yeah. That should have been in you before the keyboard ever came on. Yeah. You should have been willing to do that before they ever sang their first note. Yeah. You got to turn the power of God on. He doesn't turn the power of God on for you. I don't turn the power of God on for you. You turn the power of God on for you. When you're in worship and you're in praise and you lift your hands and you lift your voice and and you praise God and you glorify God, you're turning the power of God on. You're directing the power of God to flow your way. Amen. Well, you know, I'm just not a real demonstrative person. Hmm. Turn the power of God on. It, it, it doesn't matter if this is demonstrative for you. Hallelujah. Do something to get the power of God turned on and flowing. Amen. Now, I'm a shouter and a dancer and a runner. Hallelujah. But, but it's not because the music hyped me up. Amen. There's been times I've ran, didn't feel no more like running than a man in the moon. But when I did, I struck the power of God. Hallelujah. Do, do you see this? And I'm not saying you got to run in church all the time or that you got to dance. Some people, when the power of God comes on them, they just weep. They begin to cry. They, they, right? they, 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 they prostrate themselves. And that's great. That's the power of God. But you've got to do something to turn the power of God on. You don't come to church to experience the power. You come to church to hear faith and to hear the Word of God to, to supplement and to build up what you know and what you believe so that you have more ammunition to go to defeat the devil but you walk in the power of God you walk in the power of God let's look at Luke 18 
Am I helping you tonight? Because I'm preaching it as fast as I know. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Ha <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Listen, listen, for years, for years I was broke. For years I lived in poverty. I loved God. God loved me. But I was broke going somewhere to happen. Amen. I mean, you look up broke in the dictionary and there's my picture. Broke. Love the Lord. Amen. Live right. Hallelujah. People say, and I tell the story, when my life changed financially, that night I'm sitting in that little rental house and I'm listening to Leroy Thompson preach about money is coming to us and how I'll never be broke another day in my life. Well, he said that and man, it hit me in my spirit. And I jumped up and I shouted out loud, I'll never be broke another day in my life. What happened? I struck the power of God. And from that moment forward, my life changed financially. And people will say, you got a revelation of the prosperity of God. No, I got a revelation of how to channel that prosperity to me by using the power of God. Because you can assign the power of God to your finances. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When, when, when the Lord told him, he was standing in line at that grocery store. And the guy in front of him was buying beer. And they told him how much it was going to be. And he turned around and looked at Leroy and said, yeah, money sure goes. And Leroy said he went, yeah, yeah, money goes, money goes. And he said he got out to his car and the Lord said, you're wrong, son. He said, money doesn't go. Money comes. Well, he never heard that before. And the Lord, the, Lord, the Lord helped him see with that verse where he said in the book of Isaiah, Command ye me concerning the works of my hands. And I've heard people say, well, it doesn't mean that. You know, I've studied that scripture forwards and backwards, upside down, crossways, turned it inside out, and I have found that it means that even more than they like to believe. Concerning the works of my hands, command ye me. What are you doing when you give the faith command? Money, come to me now. You're opening up a channel for the power of God to bring it to you. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you see that? We, 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 we hear stories about George Muller. George Muller had the, the, the orphanage in England all throughout World War II, before and after. Started out, started out feeding a, a few children, four or five. Ended, ended up with several hundred, several thousand. And fed them all by faith. Never ask anybody for any money. Fed them all by faith. Fed them through World War II. And there were times that they would sit down and have no food on the table for any of those kids. None. And, and they were feeding hundreds of children and have no food. And he would have them sit down and put their plates and put their silverware out and have them bow their heads and begin to pray and thank the Lord for the food. Amen. It never failed. Food showed up. Why? They opened a channel. They opened a channel. 
And I've had people say, well, but, but look, they almost they got to the bottom of the barrel. Listen, who cares if you're at the top of the barrel or the bottom of the barrel if it shows up? Amen. Open the channel. If you keep the power channel opened up, you'll be living off the top. Amen. Say it out loud. I'm living off the top. Hallelujah. But it always showed up. What, what, what if he wouldn't have put the plates out? What if he wouldn't have put the silver out? What if he wouldn't have had them thank God for the food they were about to receive? When there was no food, he would have not opened a channel and the food would have never showed up. Amen. Oh, glory be to God. Do, do, do you see that? One time a guy heard him praying. He, he had just a small amount of children one time. And this, this, this uh, sinner, I believe he was an agnostic. And he didn't like Miller because of, uh, he believed in God. And he, and, he, and he said, he heard him praying, Lord, uh, thank you for the food that we have. And he knew there wasn't no food. So he ran down to the store and bought a bunch of provisions and came, put them on the, on the porch and knocked on the door. Well, Miller came and, and, and opened the door. And he said, praise God, he has provided. And the guy jumped out and said, ha, see, your God didn't provide. I bought that food for you and brought it. And Mueller said, praise God, it's even a greater miracle. God made the devil bring us food. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do, do, do you see that? When, when, if, if... <laughs> Amen. If, if you don't begin to believe and you don't begin to take those, we call it steps of faith, and it is, but if we don't take them, the power never shows up. Oh, hallelujah. Whew, glory. Look at, look, did you go to find Luke 18, verse 41? This blind man came to Jesus. This is healed Bartimaeus. <laughs> And he came and said, what will you that I should do for you? Now look, a lot of people would, would have said, now Lord, just bless me any old way you want. I've, I've heard preachers preach fiery messages about that. Oh Lord, just bless me any old way. I'll take any blessing, Lord. Except that's not the Bible. Hallelujah. He said, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Yes, Jesus knew he was blind. He could tell he was blind. Why did he ask him? Because he needed to open a channel. He needed to open a channel. I've had people come to me for prayer. And I say, well, you know, what do you need? And I had one lady tell, tell me, well, just pray in the Holy Ghost and have the Lord tell you. I just walked off. I'm not the one that needs a miracle. I'm not supposed to try to figure out what you need. Amen. Amen. What did Jesus say? What's one of the rules of the kingdom? Ask and it will be given to you. What does asking do? Opens up a channel. Opens up a channel. Opens up a channel for power. Listen. We'll get back to this. When Peter was in the boat, when the disciples were in the boat, and Jesus is walking on the water. They're in the middle of a storm. And Jesus is walking on the water. And he's about to pass them. Right? And the disciples are screaming. Because they think it's a ghost. Right? And Peter says, Lord, 
If that's you, bid me come. Now notice, Jesus could not say, pay no attention to the man on the water. It is not me. I'm at home asleep. Peter, Peter put him in a position. He had to say, it's me. And what did Peter say? If it's you, tell me to come. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be careful here because I don't want you to throw anything at me. But I've heard, again, I've heard great sermons on how Peter was the only one with faith enough to get out of the boat and walk. Jesus, ne- Jesus, Jesus never said, Peter, I want, you to, I want you to get out of the boat and exercise your faith and come to me. Peter asked him, if that's you, tell me to come. What, what was he supposed to say? He couldn't lie. So people say the 11 didn't have any faith. You can't really, you can't really say that. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Peter stepped out of the boat. He didn't have any scripture to step out of the boat on. He didn't have a water walking scripture. But he had a word that opened up a channel (laughs) that changed the molecular structure of water and let him walk on it. That power of God changed the molecular structure of water and Peter walked on it. I'm telling you, the power of God right now is working to change what looks to be impossible in your life and it will change it and you'll walk on it and you'll see it happen. Glory be to God. So he said, I want to see. And, and, and Jesus, Jesus touched him and said, be it unto you as you believe. And he was healed. Who opened the channel? Jesus was the power of God in the earth. The power to heal was there. It was already present in Jesus. When he asked the man, what do you want? He said, I want to be healed that I might see. It opened the channel for the power of God that was in Jesus to flow. That's that's why when you see the woman with the issue of blood, the Bible says there was a multitude thronging Jesus. The word in the Greek means a riot. It means a, a claustrophobic crowd. It was shoulder to shoulder. They couldn't move. There was not room to move around Jesus. They were jostling Him and, and, and moving Him around. Everybody was touching Jesus in that crowd. But she pressed through the crowd and touched Him. And when he she touched Him, He looked at Peter and said, Who touched me? Remember? And Peter and the other disciples said, Lord, you see the crowd thronging you and you're asking us who touched you? And Jesus said, remember what He said? I perceive power. Virtue went out of me. Somebody opened a channel. And evidently, it was, it was significant enough that Jesus felt it leave Him. Mm. Amen. So out of all those people jostling him and pushing him and touching him, one person touched him with faith and it opened the channel for her healing. Amen. Now look at Mark 6. Mark 6 and verse 2. Oh Lord. Anything that God wants to do can be limited 
by me or broadened by me? Because I'm the receiver. And I receive to the degree that I choose to receive. Amen. Mark 6, verse 2. And when the Sabbath was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. Many hearing him were astonished, saying, When does this man, where does this man get these things? That, and what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, Simon, are not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. And he could do there no mighty work, save he laid his hands on a few sick folks and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief and went around about the villages teaching. Now, the power was limited for two reasons. A lack of honor and unbelief. Now, this is important. Where did the lack of honor come from? In this, the son of the carpenter, Mary and Joseph, don't we know his brothers and his sisters? I've done my best to preach this heavy over the years. If you're married to somebody, I, now, now listen, I'm not even talking about a preacher, but especially if you're married to a minister, whether it's the, the wife or the husband or maybe both of y'all, you need to understand something. That person's anything but normal because they're led by God. And, and, and if that's your, your husband, your wife, your brother, your sister, you need to walk in the honor that's due them. Because the power of God that flows through them can affect change in your life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But they dishonored Jesus. Amen. They, 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 they downplayed what He was able to do. Now think about this for a moment. Remember all the instances? He went and healed Peter's mother-in-law. And then it says they found out he was in Peter's house. And they brought unto him all the sick. And and Jesus stood in Peter's mother-in-law's, Peter's door all night and healed the sick. All night long. Healed the sick till morning. And it says healed them all. And cast out the devils. Amen. Was that same power available in his own hometown? Was it there? Was there there ever a day Jesus did not have power? No. Jesus never got amongst a group of sick people and said, Well, folks, I I don't know. I just don't seem to have it today. No, that's not what he did. He, He was always full of the power of God. But yet, now notice, yet notice, they didn't believe it. They didn't honor it. There are people that come to local churches and don't receive because of a lack of honor. Amen. Well, he shouldn't have said it just exactly that way. That's dishonor. You can cut yourself off from receiving something from the power of God because you didn't like the way something was said. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Do you, do you see that? I've had, people, I've had people in the middle of the message just get up and storm out and just walk. See, they think that they're showing me. They're cutting themselves off from the power of God that was present to change them. 
Hallelujah. Whatever you do, ever how uncomfortable something that's preached makes you, stay still, sit there, take it, receive it. It's changing you. Hallelujah. I remember when Pastor Michelle and I first moved to uh, uh, Kansas City. We, we couldn't find a good word church. And we finally found one in Grandview, Missouri. Deeper Life Christian Ministries. Pastor E.C. Morton. Edward Morton. Love that man. He is such, so precious to us. And uh, we, we went there. And our, our marriage, you know, it was the first year we were married. And, and we were kind of, whew. Amen. We, 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 you know, we, we, we had moved past loud discussions and we were arguing. And, uh, man, we, we would go. And we were always front row mafia. You know what that means? I mean, we were, we were front row folks. We were up in the splash zone like y'all. Yeah. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, you used to go to SeaWorld before they shut it down or, or whatever, and, and you'd go to the Orca show, right? And they'd say, now, if you're in the first five rows, be aware you're in the splash zone. Yeah. And people go, what's that mean? And here come Free Willy, you know, and then they'd get wet. And, Hallelujah. <laughs> so so, so, so we, we were always up front. And man... You know, he, this, this man still can, could preach, man, preach you under the pew and back up and back under and back up. I mean, you, you'd finally just have to say, I submit, I give. It, it's just so good. Man, it seemed like whatever message he was preaching on, he would eventually get to marriage. And he would say things, whoo, that would just, you, you know, as my mother used to say, would, you'd, you'd feel like a, a scalded chicken. You know, you used to scald chickens to get the feathers off, right? Amen. Woo! He'd say things, and I'd be sitting there on the front row thinking, if I ever get out of here, I'm never coming back. I'm, you know, but somewhere along in that, in that, in that, and, and, and then he'd switch, and he'd start talking about the wife, and then you'd feel a little better. Because we're getting equal time here, Right? But, 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 but then something would just witness right here. This is your answer. Yeah. This is your answer. Amen. Yeah. And that's where God changed my marriage. Yeah. That's where God made me the husband He wanted me to be. In, in that church. In the two years I was in that church, that's where God revolutionized my life. Amen. I'm, I remember one time, oh, I probably shouldn't tell this, but I will. I, I, I remember one time that uh, he... he uh, he asked me to come into his office, and, and I had preached for him one time, and uh, he didn't let a lot of people preach. As a matter of fact, I'm, I'm the only person that he's ever let preach in his church besides him up till that point. And uh, uh, now I'm not saying that's exactly right, but that's how he was, and, uh, or left his church with, I should say. And so I went in his office. I'd preached a couple times. I sit down, and he was talking to me, and he said, uh, he said uh, uh, you know, he said, you're a... Uh, you're the most anointed minister I have. And he went through some different things. He said, you know, you know the word better. You have a grasp on the word better. And you're a better preacher. And, you know, I was, I was kind of, I was blessed by it. Uh, I, I should say I was, uh, you know, I was kind of inwardly going, I oh, know, that's right. <laughs> Can't lie about it. And then he looked at me and I, and I saw tears came out of his eyes. And he said, but I can't use you. Because you're full of pride. Oh, my goodness. He's crying when he said it. Oh, that hit me. That hit me. And, and, and I knew that was right. But I was so mad. 
I, I can tell you almost every message I ever heard that man preach, but that night. Because I, I went out and sit on the front row. I didn't take notes. I didn't open my Bible. I'm mad. I know none of you have ever been there. And I'm mad. You know, and my wife's looking at me. What's wrong? What's wrong? Nothing. I'll talk to you about it on the way home. <laughs> and she knows. She knows you're mad about something. But, but here's the thing. I'm sitting on the front row thinking, mm-hmm, Mr. Funny Man. I'll just take my most anointed self and go somewhere else. Amen. But you know, by the time I got to my car and got in the front seat, I knew this is where you changed my life. I I can't. Lord, he wouldn't have said that had he not loved me and cared about me. See, that's what I've been preaching on. Speaking the truth in love. He wrapped those words of correction in love. And I'm so glad he did because it saved me so much trouble. I learned how to humble myself. I learned how to walk in humility. I, I learned, I learned how to do what I need to do as a man of God. And this has been almost 30 years ago now. But, but, but the point that I'm making is I made the decision to stay there and honor the ministry that God had called me to at that point, and it changed my life. It cha- God will never tell you to abandon where your life is being changed. He never will. He, just, he will never do that. Amen. Well, you know, I got upset about this. Well, you got upset. And isn't it funny that the power of God quit flowing? It's not, it's not the man. It's, it's when you open... I don't care who's preaching. Amen. Tom Thumb can be preaching. And if you'll open your spirit up and be receptive, the power of God, because the power of God is here when we show up and we open up the channel to receive it. Do, do you see this? And it says He could do there no mighty work. It doesn't mean that Jesus was without power. It says He could do there no mighty work, save He laid His hands on a few sick folk and healed them. Now, now if you, I'm just telling you, you can look it up yourself. But those sick, I've heard people say those were people with minor ailments and I'm not going to get into to, to all these different things. But when you look at it in the Greek, these were very sick people. They were, they were sick, sick. These were people with no strength. They, they couldn't help themselves. And it says the only work of power He could do was lay His hands on a few of them and heal them. So out of all the people in Capernaum, out of all the people there in His hometown, just a few sick people were healed And the power of God was present to heal them. The explanation is found in this. He marveled because of their unbelief. Now what did they not believe in? Him. Him. Because they saw the carpenter's son. They saw Mary's boy. They saw, uh, what's his name's brother. Right? Where does he get all these things? How does he know these things? I don't care who you are. If you've got a healing anointing, get your hands on me. Because I want to be healed. Amen. Hallelujah. Am I helping you tonight? 
There were a few very sick people who directed the power of God, but by and large, most of them didn't. By and large, most of them did not. And you know many believers like that. They live their lives void of power. And they're not, they're, 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 they're not people that aren't Pentecostal. They're people filled with the power of God. And they live their life void of power. Hallelujah. Let's read one last verse, shall we? We, we talked about this, um, Mark 5, Mark 5, verse 25. And notice what it says Jesus did uh, uh, there that when we had read that in Mark 6. It says, He went about their villages teaching. Teaching. The answer to unbelief is teaching. But, but anyway, Mark 5, verse 25. This woman had an issue of blood 12 years, suffered many things of many physicians, spent all that she had and was nothing better, but rather grew worse. So over this 12-year period of time, she'd spent all of her money. And was not getting better. She's exhausted the power that's available to her through natural means. But when she heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, touched his garment, for she said, if I may touch his clothes, I shall be whole. What was that? Open the channel. Open the channel. That's like that old David Ingalls song. She wrote her own ticket with God. Right? I don't know if y'all know who David Ingalls is, but anyway. You do, Brian. Amen. She said, she said when she heard of Jesus... Well, you can, you can uh, uh, surmise what she'd heard of Jesus, that He's healing people, that there's power flowing from Him. Whoever touches Him is healed. And she said, when she heard that, she said, hmm, if I can just touch His clothes, I'll be whole. Right? Don't, don't get caught up in what she touched. I've heard great ministers preach great messages on on, you know, she touched a specific part of his prayer shawl, and it was the part that, that indicated Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, her healer. Listen, she's being pushed and, and jostled around. It's a claustrophobic crowd. I don't, I don't even know that she could have seen his prayer shawl, let alone touch the tassel exactly. It says she touched his garment. It, isn't that what it says? It says she said, if I may touch his garment, I'll be made whole. So notice, she didn't say, I'll feel better. Or things will get better. She said, I'll be made whole. She opened the whole channel up. Isn't that right? And straightway, whew, the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. Now remember something. The power of God is flowing whether you see it or feel it or not. Notice what it says. It says, And straightway the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she fell in her body that she was healed of her plague. The power flowed, and straightway she was healed. And after the power entered her body, she felt that she was whole from her plague. Whew. So, so there's no indication that she felt anything before she opened the channel. We know she wasn't seeing anything because the Bible te- doesn't tell us that anybody else was healed. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned about in the press and said, who touched my clothes? 
Verse 32, he looked round about to see her who had done this thing. The woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came, fell down before him, told him all the truth. He said, Daughter, your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. Go into peace is what the Greek says. So in other words, you've been living outside of peace. But now you've opened the channel. Now go into peace and stay whole. Oh, glory. The power of God will bring you peace in your life. Amen. Any day that you're living with something that Jesus died to free you from is not a peaceful day. Amen. Hallelujah. So she opened the channel. When she touched his clothes, the power flowed through the channel she had opened. The power flowed immediately and instantly healed her of her plague. The power flowed in such a manner that she felt she was healed of her plague. What did she do to open the channel? She said and she acted. She said and she acted. Too many days without the power will wreck your life. Amen. Hallelujah. Too many days without the power will wreck our lives. But we're not going to go any days without it. We're not going to go any days without it. Amen. We're going to sign the power of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, I don't know everything that you need God to do. I don't know everything that you're believing God for. I I know those things that I'm, I'm believing God for. And I have assigned the power of God to it. And so uh, tonight, let's just stand up wherever you're at. And uh, we're going to assign the power of God to whatever you're believing God for. Whether it's healing in your body or salvation in your family or uh, victory in your finances. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When, when, when Elisha, uh, excuse me, Elijah went to Zarephath, You know, God told him, he said, Arise, go to Zarephath. I've prepared a widow woman there to sustain you. Well, see, there's two parts to this. He had to get up from the brook Cherith and go to Zarephath. He had to go to the, and and find the widow that the Lord had uh, uh, put there to sustain him. And and the Bible says that he, he asked her, he said, bring me some water. And it says, as she was going, he said, and bring me a little cake. She said, I don't have a cake. You remember the story. Just a little bit of oil and a little bit of meal and we're going to make this cake and we're going to die. And he said, well, that's okay. He said, but bring mine first. Right? For thus saith the Lord, that the barrel of meal will not waste and the the cruise of oil will not go empty until the day the Lord sends rain upon the earth. And it says, She went and did as He said, and she and him and her house did eat many days. And the cruise of oil never failed, and the meal barrel never was empty. That's Old Testament, but she opened up a channel for the power of God to flow. And what did it do? It affected her whole house. And then you remember a few days later, sometime later, Her son died. But she had already opened the channel. And she went and got the man of God and said, Have you you come to call my sins to remember me? And it says, He went and fell upon the child and said, Lord, what are you doing? This woman sustained me. Raise her child up, Lord, and God raised him from the dead. 
<laughs> power of God. The power of God. The power of God. The power of God. Amen. Whatever you're believing for. I don't know what it is. I'm going to lead you in this prayer. And you've got to assign the power of God to that thing. Whatever it is. But get it in your mind. Get it in your spirit. Get it in your heart. Because you're going to assign the power of God to it. And whether you say it out loud or whether you don't. Doesn't matter if you do or don't. But you know it. But you got to say it. Whether it's under your breath or out loud. All right. You ready? Say this. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I assign the power of God to this thing. And I command that the power of God flow to it and change it, enrich it, heal me of it, bless me, prosper me, save my family, heal my family. I assign the power of God to that. And I declare that it shall be done and it will all come to pass in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now take a minute and shout and praise the Lord for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.